Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Clark. For the last decade, I've had the privilege of learning from impactful leaders across the globe through my service in the Peace Corps and nonprofits. Their leadership has inspired me to highlight those among us who are truly impacting our world so that we may learn from them and be more impactful together. Yes, leadership can be learned. The guests on our show are providing direction, inspiration, and leading the way in their business and community through service. Are you ready to have an impact? Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. Thank you for being on, yeah. first of all. Um, oh, sure. I know, so you've been open for what, two, two years and Two years uh, now? Yeah, so I started about two. So I started, I mean, we can get into an interview, but so I started work. So I was working at a firm or I'd worked in public accounting for like eight or nine years. So 2011, 2020, so nine years. And then I just started doing some stuff. I just started doing basically bookkeeping on the side just to make some extra money. I did not, this was not the goal. It was just like, oh, make some income on the side. And then I talked to a former coworker of mine who was doing the same thing. And then she one day was like, oh no, I quit my job. You know, I made like $150,000. I was like, what? She's like, yeah. So I was like, okay, I need to like really do this because if she can do it, I can do it. And then I just started getting like more and more work. And then in, so that started in July of 2020. So then in February of 2020 or February of 2021, I got warned by my employer saying, hey, uh, you're offering competing services. Um, if you're doing that, the words were bad things can happen. And I said, okay. So I was like, didn't stop. And then sure <laughs> enough, three weeks later, I get the ax and I was like, okay, all right, this is go time. I've got to make it happen because I'm it. And then I just really like delved full because at the, the time I was kind of more just like sidestepping. I'm like, ah, you know, I'll do a little bit here, a little bit there, but I never, I always had the pipe dream. Like, yeah, I could do it, but I never, did anything you know I just worked yeah. on it I had time and then now that I have all the time in the world I'm like well time to go and then and then in April of 2021 I made my first 10k month and then so not every month is 10k but then I've just slowly just been progressing progressing yeah. started out a little bit differently like I started out doing nonprofits because when I got hired in public accounting they just said okay you do non like when you get hired people go into banking some people go into construction. And when I say go into it, you just get assigned. Like, okay, you're gonna do this. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing nonprofits. All right, whatever. And then when I got fired, I was like, well, I guess I'm doing nonprofits. And I had enough experience doing business returns and business taxes, I knew enough. And then about like six months ago, I was like, I was talking to a friend of mine who has his own business. And I was saying, well, you know, if you just do this, if you structure a company this way, if you, you just do these things, which I thought were very basic, and he was like, holy crap, like you just saved me like $20,000. And I said, what? I said, your accountant didn't tell you this? He's like, no, nobody. He's like, I just, I get, I get bombarded every year. He's like, I don't know what goes on. So I thought, hmm, <laughs> if he's having trouble, there's gotta be like a niche. And I knew that like, just from my time, I knew like our firm that I worked, firms that I worked at, they never were proactive. They just said, okay, here's your stuff. You owe 30,000 just save more next year. Good luck. So then, I, but I did never put two and two together. And then when he came to me and I said, interesting, okay. 
I think there's something here. And then I just kind of changed up my marketing. I started just asking people and they're like, no, no, nobody helps me do anything. I just, I just show up in March and I get a bill. I have no idea. And then I talked to a family member. Uh, this was about six months ago, seven months ago. And he's like, man, if I had had you 30 years ago, he was self, he sold his business now he's, he's retired. But he said, he's like, man, he's like, I bet I could have saved like $30,000 a year with you. So I said, well, maybe, I don't know. And then I looked at his last return, which was like, I don't know, 2015, 2016, whenever he retired. And sure enough, I said, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that you were missing. And he was like, yeah, that was like that every year. And he, he worked, he had his business for, I don't know, 30, 40 years. And then like at the math, I was like, that's 1.2 million that he overpaid easily. Just was literally just throwing it away. Yeah. And I'm sure there were other for those people in that situation, what, mm-hmm. what would you tell a business owner to look out for to get that second opinion? Or is your recommendation just to get a second, no matter who you work, um, no matter how much you love them, get a second opinion? <laughs> I would say, so the easy one is like, oh, just go ask somebody else. But sometimes you don't know because you, you hire a CPA. So you think, oh, like I have a CPA. Of course he's like, Good. of course he's doing everything he can. Yeah. But the problem with that is, is that most CPAs aren't proactive. And there's a reason why is that when you go do your taxes in February, March, April, a hundred million other people are doing it too. So I would say the equivalent is if you, if everybody, if you knew everybody's car was going to break down April 1st, you'd probably say, you know what? I think I'm going to wait till April 20th to go in because everybody's in there. Well, with taxes, you, you don't have that luxury because you have to do it. So I think inherently it's that way, but I would say in terms of if, if you think you're paying too many taxes, you most likely are. So mo- most people have a pretty good intuition because they're like, or else the easy way is that if you're self-employed, that's the highest bracket possible. If you're making a million dollars self-employed, that's like 65% something when you add in everything. And normally people are like, wait a minute, I just worked the first seven months for free. That's like ridiculous. So I think most people have that intuition and you normally just want to ask, like there are more people starting to do that, but there aren't a lot of accountants that, that do that practically. They tend to be younger, like me under 40. Cause I think people are starting to see like, there are ways to do it. And I remember I had a, I have a friend of mine who's a CPA and he does the same thing. I, along the same lines I do that he asked his last job or his last employer said, Hey, shouldn't we like tell people to do this, to lower their taxes? And they're like, Josh, don't do that. Don't rock the boat. We just do what we do. Don't rock the business model. So that was somebody who got resistance and he worked at a huge, I'm not going to say what firm it was, but he worked at a huge firm. Everybody would know it if they heard it. And it was just like, okay, well, and then that like kind of just turned the light bulb on for me because I was like, well, if I could help my friend, we'll call him Joe. And Josh is hearing the same resistance and he worked at the best accounting firm in the world. Like there's got to be a market for this. And I keep thinking every day, I'm like, when is Ernst and, he didn't work Ernst Young, but when is Ernst and Young going to start doing this? Cause they don't talk about it. And I just, in my head, I'm always thinking, okay, somebody's going to start talking about it and they never do. Like I never hear any accountant talking about this. And I think it has to do with the industry is that everybody comes to you with, in a, in that six week period. And you're just, you're gasping for air. So I think that's where it comes from. Yeah. And I guess that's also pretty difficult if you're working with a CPA and accountant, a tax strategist, Mm -hmm. 
they have your info. You're going to have to, like, if you, I can only imagine you're a relative that's been in business for 30 years. Mm -hmm. After a while, he probably had no, didn't even have access to some of this stuff. If he asked for it, he could have gotten it, but it's not just like in a black box in his home. No, exactly. And it, and a lot of it is like, you don't, it, I think it's actually a shame that like most people don't like there's three, I always say jokingly, at least for boys, I don't know what the girls equivalent would be <laughs> is that everybody should learn three things in life in school and they don't teach it how to write a resume, how to tie a tie and how to do your taxes because everybody's going to have a job, right? Every boy's going to have to walk in with the suit and tie on to apply for a job. You're gonna have to write that resume and you're gonna have to do your taxes. I don't know what the women's equivalent to the tie is. I'm sure there's something, but and no, but you don't learn that. So you, you don't know, and you don't know what to ask for. And I just think there's just not a lot of education out there. And when you do hear it, you hear people like me or, or anybody else, they speak in what I call like techno babble. And you're like, I don't even, you just, when you hear that, you shut down. Mm. And I, I will never forget, I, my first mentor in accounting told me, JT, when you use the word tax in front of clients, they will shut down. He's like, I don't know what it is, but if you just say the word, hey, the weather's really nice out there, income taxes, what's two plus two? And they'll say, is it five, four? I don't know. You tell me it's five. It might be five. I don't know. I think it's four. So people just naturally shut down. And I want to try to help people make it cool, sexy, whatever that term is, because there are a lot of like really cool things that you can do with it. Like the one play that I love to tell people is that if you hire your wife, husband, spouse, kids, aunts, uncles to work inside your, to legitimately work, don't just put them on the payroll, but if they legitimately work as an LLC, you're allowed to have a board meeting once a year. Now I have my board meeting in very cool places. This year it happened to take place in Mexico, but that was mostly like my friends and family. And we actually talked business so that's another one. So if you have a family business, you should be taking a once a year trip that's deductible to Miami, to Morocco, to, or, or Monaco, or wherever you want to go. But that's like a really cool, th- and like, that's like, oh crap, okay, if I'm in the 25% bracket and I was going to take this trip anyway, now I just saved, I don't know, $5,000 in taxes. I was going to do it. Anyway. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I, do they accept mascots? I might be able to get my... <laughs> Your dog? The office dog I mean, there well, to go do. <laughs> I, I have a client, she's a, a mental health therapist and her dog, or she's okay. trained in, um, uh, what is, when, not seeing eye dogs, but they're- uh, Like probably anxiety, PTSD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort yeah, of like, service yeah, animal. They help you relax. Yep, yeah, exactly. So her dog, her personal dog is trained in that. And then she actually uses it with her clients. And she helps train them. So she says, can I write off my dog snacks? I said, you write a part of, of, a part of them. She was like, what if she's in advertising? I said, makes sense to me. That's, that's a business. (laughs) So to me, like, I think, I think there's like really cool things that you can, now, obviously it's not going to make a huge debt in your taxes. But when you start thinking about that, it's like, oh, okay. And then my favorite one was my client who they just, I guess they they actually probably closed on it just last week. I think I know they should be closing on this. So they bought a duplex. They're going to rent out uh, one side, live in the other. Both are two bedrooms, so it's four total. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the portion that you rent out is tax deductible, you know, of course, yeah. like anything. And then my my client's wife is both of them. You know, we meet in the middle of the year, and I said, "Hey," um, or she said to me, "JT, I've tried and been telling uh, Paul, my it's not his name, but Paul, I want to write off our new bathroom, and he's saying I can't do it." And I said, "Well, Mary." 
I think what you meant to tell me was you want to make your new home office bathroom custom, right? That's what I'm hearing you say, right? Because that would be deductible because you need a home office inside of your, your house, right? She's like, yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want. So then Paul was like, damn, now I gotta buy this house. Now I gotta build this because he, he works with his hands. <laughs> He's a contractor. So I mean, yeah. like, damn. But just like things like that, like, like you wouldn't think of. And I always tell people the question that you should be asking your accountant is not, is this deductible? Because on the face of it, it's not. It's how do we make it deductible? So like the bathroom, and you know, on the on the face of it, you're like, oh, my bathroom's not deductible. But well, wait a minute, what if I say it's my home office? Now it's deductible. So there's just things like that changing the way that you think. And, and, the, and then, like I said, making it cool, making it sexy. Cause I think that's, I think that's really cool. People love, you know, home, your HGTV, that, no, there's your next tax deduction. Yeah, right yeah. There. <laughs> Figure out how to make your bathroom cool, you know, and so, write it off. So you didn't just accidentally jump in to the, on. you didn't get bit by like the entrepreneurial bug. You sort of just no. like somehow backed into it. Was there a moment yeah. when you were doing that switch and you're like, it's time to go hundred percent or did it just like we somehow naturally happen? You got some clients, you were doing it. Next thing you know, you look over and you're like, wait, I have a portfolio. I have a business. <laughs> uh, I would say I kind of slowly backed into it. Um, we were talking about before how I basically got fired into this essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. July of 2020, I started just kind of doing it for some extra income. And then a former coworker of mine, was like, oh, like she did the same thing. I thought that she worked at her firm. And I said, you know, hey, uh, Julie, did you, you know, how do you do this during business? And she's like, oh, I don't have business. And I quit. I said, what? She's like, yeah, I made, you know, six figures last year. I was like, oh my God, if she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. So this was July of 2020, but, and I was still employed. So again, I was still just, I was like, ah, that'd be cool. But, you know, I, I, I have work. What am I going to do? Right. So I always had an excuse. And then fast forward eight months in March of 2021. I get fired for offering competing services. And I said, well, I guess we're doing it now because I'm going to have a hard time getting a job when they look at so my you, reference. So you knew when you got fired, okay, it's time to go 100%. Yeah, I, I didn't have a choice because, um, well, in my head, what I was thinking was, okay, after the shock wore off, I was like, well, you know, what, if I wanted to apply for another job, they're going to call my last employer and I got fired for basically insubordination. So I'm like, well, I can't really go back you know, or it's going to be harder. So I was like, well, and I, I had, to, I got severance pay and I had, and I was okay. But I remember I was thinking, I was like, well, now's the time because before I was kind of like dabbling. And then, like you said, I just started pushing that first month of April. And like, all of a sudden I looked, I was like, okay, like I, I can do this. You know, I make enough to live. Like I'm okay. My bills are covered. You know, like I, I'm okay. And then I just started to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. So now, now I'm here that I have a part-time employee. Um, Congratulations. Now I have, yeah, so I'm slowly getting there. It was a little scary to hire them, but, you know. What was one of those challenges when you first started doing this yourself? Like you got fired, you went all in into this. Yep. I'm, did you have like an entrepreneurial spirit growing up or did it just, you, you no. just did it because you had to? Because that's kind of me. Like I was working with nonprofits doing like the oh. marketing side. And then I was working with one and then it just didn't necessarily work out. Like for me, it was all of the fundraising was going to healthcare, not for the industry I was in. Mm -hmm. For all of the community events, we're still in Zoom. Like we weren't able to get 
500 people into an auditorium to do fundraising or have activities. Mm -hmm. So it was just tough. And then that's why when I took a step away from that, from that, because if I stayed, like I would have been ciphering money and they were helping people. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to, you know, step away before, because I don't want you to have the money. And uh, that's when we started this too. And it's sort of like, I don't consider myself like a very entrepreneurial spirited kind of guy, not like Cameron or some of the other people we have in common. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel what you have in those first few months. I, I was like, man, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> yeah. Some, some days I still feel like that. I'm like, well, I'll just throw it up and see what happens. But no, I, I didn't. Honestly, my brother's the one that had it. I mean, he was, I mean, his story is incredible too, but he, um, he's, he's the one. And he was like, man, he's like, you're doing what I'm, what I always talked about. Um, he'll, he'll, he'll be on his journey pretty soon. So he's, he's, he's going onwards and upwards, but, but no, I, I didn't, I didn't have it. It was kind of like a pipe dream. Like, Oh, it'd be cool to like work for myself. You know, like anybody says, but you know, I didn't really have it. And when I first started doing it on the side, it was literally just to get some extra income. It wasn't, you know, to make an extra two, 300 and pay for my gas money, my groceries. It wasn't, I had no inclination of doing it. And then when I got fired, I was like, well, uh, it's time to go put up or shut up. So my, my thought was I didn't have like a long-term goal. I didn't think, well, I'll do this for six months. I just put on blinders and like, okay, let's do it. And I had a mentor I was working with at the time. And he said, he's like, okay, he's like, you need to make your days very structured. It's like, this is new territory. So he's like, you need to have a start time, Eight, you know, whatever it is, 9am, 8am, 10am, like, just say, and I've kind of gotten away with a little bit as I've grown, but he said, okay, like Mondays, you need to start working out. So like start your week off with a workout, you know, wake up early, go to the gym, just get your week off. And at 8 a.m. to 8.20, you know, you do task X every single day. 8.20 to 12.20 is this, you know, and just, and you only talk to clients from this time. And I've kind of gotten away from that, but just I've gotten busier because, but that really helped me. Um, and his name was Bryce. He was really good. And like, he really, really helped me structure my days. And he told me, he was like, he's like, this is going to be the best thing that ever happened to you. And I wasn't so sure. I was like, well, this better be. I mean, I, I was pretty cool and calm and collected to him, but I'm sure it was like a duck, you know, on the oh, surface, yeah. they're calm, but under, I'm like, oh man, I don't know. I've got about three months of runway here with money. So we better figure this out quick. Cause well, I, I was awesome. <laughs> like, it, what he was a coach. You said, yeah, he was a coach. I worked with, I haven't worked with him in a while. He's, he's grown and he's, I don't know if he even has time for me anymore, but um, he really, he really helped me. And he's been, I'm sure he would help me if I, if I needed it, but um, he's kind of gone a little bit different direction, but he's been super amazing. And I mean, I've, he's really helped me a ton. At those beginning, I mean, there's so many shiny little objects. There's all these things you think you want to do. Having someone come on and do like, you know, put on those blinders for you and help set that path is so crucial. I always say business coaches are like a VA are so important when you're getting your business. Oh yeah. Because if either take away the admin tasks to leave stuff open mm-hmm. for you that you're good at or get a coach to help keep you accountable, set those, those things up for you and help schedule your day, your, your roadmap forward. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he helped me. He, he's like, I know this sounds stupid. And like, you think oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I can work whenever I want. It's like, no, he's like, you, schedule he's like I'm, I'm telling you it works like just you know and he, he put it out like we did it together he's like what do you when do you think you're sharpest i'm like well you know this like, okay so from 8 to eight thirty, you're doing this task and he gave me a tip 
He said, do the tasks you enjoy first. Some people say it backwards. He said, that way it gets momentum going. Cause you go okay. like, oh, I'm gonna start with this. Or some people say, start with the hardest task. He told me he didn't believe in it because for him, he was like, if I am gonna start with the most arduous thing, that's just like, well, I could make some breakfast. I could do this, I could do that instead of just getting the ball rolling. So it worked yeah. for him and it's worked for me. So I always start with my favorite client in the morning because it's very easy to work with. And then now that you're hiring someone, how's that going, that transition? Uh, it's a, some days are a little bit challenging than others because now I know, and I know our friend Cameron, will, he told me yeah. this too, is I have my own processes in my head, but now like <laughs> communicating them to somebody else is like, because the first few times I was like, ah, they didn't do it the way I wanted it. But then I realized I didn't tell them. I just kind of said, oh, do what I did. But now realizing like, oh, they don't think like me. They learn differently. So I need to start. Now I'm in the process of putting together like uh, man yeah, manuals, training guides for them and say like, oh, okay. And as, as dumb as it sounds, I'm saying click here, click there. Like it's, I want to make it as like seamless as possible. So now I'm learning. And as Cameron had told me, Williams, our friend, he said, Trust me, he's like, when you get this down on paper, he's like, now you have to remember because I just remember things. I'm like, oh, like I'm not that I'm a genius or anything, but yeah, if yeah. a client tells me, I can just kind of remember. I don't write anything down um, for the most part. It hurts me in other parts of my life, but in terms of business, I can remember it. So if you tell me something accounting-wise, I can remember it. But now I'm getting better at like writing things down, taking notes, documenting things. And because now there's, you know, I have another person with me. So she has to because she's not on those calls with me she's not always talking to clients so i have to be mindful of that you start realizing all of the info that was given and then you don't want yep. to put in the salesforce whatever you're using have there ever been moments where you told her to do something she went and did it and she got it done and you're like i think yours weighs a little bit better but it that happens sometimes you know when people hire people hire yeah. someone new and then they kind of throw a mm -hmm. wrench in the system yeah, but it's not really throwing a wrench. It's really you're, you're like oiling it up. It was probably a better system. Like sometimes I think we get stuck in such oh, archaic yeah. ways. <laughs> oh yeah, there's um. She did help me with some stuff, and and I I gave because she's um she's she has experience in accounting, so it's not I didn't hire somebody new out of college. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I told her I said, hey, if you see something that I'm doing not if not wrong inefficiently, I said, like please tell me, like you know, and we'll talk about it. I would rather you tell me something. That you think I could improve on than just not say anything. Cause I said, I want this to be an open line. I said, you've been doing this longer than I have. You, I mean, heck, she might even be a better accountant for all I know. Um, and she's real, she's very sharp. She knows what she's doing. So to me, like it, like you said, like I tell her, I said, Hey, please tell me if you see something. Like, don't, don't stay silent. I'm not gonna get mad at you. I'm a pretty easygoing guy. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, the last time we spoke, maybe like a month and a half, two months ago now. Yeah you were talking about hiring someone and now that you've mentioned that she's older, I think you were talking about possibly going with someone that was partially retired or retired and just wanted yep. some work on the side. Yeah. That's, I'm going to go that way now because so I the person is not that they're not retired. They're just, Oh no, no. Uh, yeah. That, that, that's who we were talking about. Yeah. Okay. She's, she's a little bit old. Yeah. She's a little bit older. She's retired. She has grand grandkids. So um, I think I would go that route because I, I know I don't have patience for training somebody new. I just don't have it. Somebody took their time <laughs> with me. And especially, well, there, there's two, well, twofold. What's um, good self-awareness? It, so it's two things. It's one, I know that training somebody virtually is just, for me, it just doesn't work. Like 
And I remember I was thinking, I was like, well, how did I learn all this? Like, I didn't just, I wasn't just born with this knowledge. And I remember this was, you know, back in 2009, 2010, when we were working in offices, like, I remember like for like two weeks or it might even three, the person that trained me, like they literally sat with me face to or body to body and said, okay, you do this. And that's like how I learned because somebody was literally holding my hand. And I know in a virtual world, it just doesn't, for me, it doesn't work. Like, and I've always said, if I'm going to hire somebody, they have to be local to the Des Moines area mm-hmm. because I'm going to say, Hey, like you, you can work virtually after, but like for the first, you know, six months, like I need you here. I need you like next to me because I'm sure you, like, there's just something that does, it just gets missed. And it ends up being people just saying, it ends up when I've trained people online, it more becomes click here, click here. No, 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 no. Click that, click back. No, move your mouse up. And it's like, we're not even all we're learning is how to move your mouse. So I've, that's my self-awareness. Like if I'm going to train somebody new, they've got to be in office. Or if you're virtual, you're going to come, you're going to spend two weeks here and just like, you know, I'll I'll pay for the hotel and everything, but you're going to come here and you have to be in person with me because there's, there's just certain things that I don't, I don't believe you're going to pick up through a screen. But if you're older and you have experience and then you will. Then yeah, I then you don't have to worry about it. It's more yep. just of like certain processes or mm-hmm. like whatever yep. you're going to do on your end. And then um, when it comes to, are you working with a coach now to help you manage them? Uh, yes. So I, I'm part of, in part of two masterminds. Um, one is more on the kind of like selling or marketing yourself as yep. an becoming clear. And then another, then another coach. So they, they help with that. I would say um, they're more, they're group settings, but they help with that. So that's, that's been one. And then also our friend Cameron Williams, he's been, actually I have to meet with him next week about that. So he's been like really helping me because he has, I know he has one employee. I think he, he has two to three now. Might have three. I know he's, I know he, I don't remember if he hired somebody or is in the process of hiring. Yeah. But he's got three people. So he's, he's he was showing me everything and he was like, yeah, he's like, he was he's like, you got to start writing stuff down. He's like, you can't, you can't just hold it in your head. Cause one, he's like, you're not going to be creative because you're just trying to remember everything. Yeah. Which, that's a good I point. I mean, that's, I, I don't know if I quite believe that, but I understand the logic. It, there, there, there's some truth to that. Cause I know sometimes like at night I'm thinking like, Oh crap, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I'm pretty good at writing lists down, but I leave everything. I have a separate office. So I leave everything at the office. I don't take it. I don't work at home yeah. for the most part. I used to, but now I don't. Since I have more local clients, I don't really want them coming over my living room. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I have my sense. I have my own office now. But that's really, I mean, that's one of the things that when my brain is racing at night mm-hmm. and I'm just going through all the things I have to do, I'll just take out my phone or I probably need to leave my phone in the kitchen and just have like yeah. a piece of pen there, write yeah. down the list and then just review it the next day. Even if it wasn't a great list, at least it released that. Yep. anxiety that I have in my in my head that was just that monkey brain nope exactly it's the same thing as yeah I need to write stuff down because and he's he's been really on me about that he's like, you got to write something he's like physical digital I don't care he's like, just write it down <laughs> just get it out of your head what just get it out put it on a Kleenex for all I care. he's like here put it on a Kleenex I don't care I probably should have asked this at the beginning but can you yes. explain a little bit more about I mean we're talking about like CPAs tax strategy yeah. What exactly do you dig into? Yeah. When you're working no, with for sure. Yeah. So what I, I'm a little different than most accountants. Um, 
most accountants just file your return in April and March, you know, wherever, and they're just, okay, you go, if you're self-employed for the most part, if yeah. you're, if you're W2, you just TurboTax it and that's fine. But if you actually have some side hustles, if you have a business, basically if you determine your own income, as I say, I work with people like that. So I work with people throughout the year and help them strategize, pick the right entities, pick the correct ways to classify things. Because what happens is, I know Forbes, right? Forbes writes this article every single year that the average business owner overpays their taxes by $10,000. And I would, I, I would bet it's, I would bet my life it's more than that because I see it all the time. And I just kind of sort of backed into this and I said, you know, I should be more strategizing because most people just go into their accountant, come out with a bill and they're like, what? I owe 20,000? I can't do anything? Like, nope, see you next person because we're just, there's a hundred million people in line. So it's like, all right, next guy, next guy, next guy. It's like, you don't even know what day it is. So I typically get people that, you know, have been told no their entire business life. Like, no, you can't do this. No, you're paying enough. No, you're not doing this. And I'll go to them and I'll say, and I'll look at their return. I'm not going to give away all the secrets, but I'll say, you know, right off the bat, I think I can save you X. And they're normally like, they're like, they're like, what? How? And I say, you know, I said, well, I know the tax system. Like I'm using it to my advantage. I'm not <laughs> doing anything illegal. I'm not doing anything nefarious. I'm just following the IRS tax code or internal revenue code. And as I talked about before, it's what really made this turn was I had a friend that came to me. He, he was, you know, he had his own business. And he just, I think he just saw me on Facebook and was like, oh, I didn't know you were doing that. I said, yeah, I could help you. And I said, oh, you know, you should probably, I said, for the past year, we can't change it because that's happened. I said, but, you know, if you just make these changes in your business, you can save like, you know, $15,000. And he was like, are you kidding me? And I said, yeah, just, and then slowly, but surely. And then I realized, I was like, wait a minute, you know, Michael had this problem. Other people probably have it. And then I just slowly started hearing other people like, yeah, my account doesn't do anything. We don't have a plan. I don't even know what he does. I just, I go in, he, I come out and I have a bill. I couldn't tell you. And then I realized, and I was like, okay, well, there's a lot of people doing this. And then I talked to a family member. This was, you know, a few months ago and he did really well for himself. He had his own business for years and years. And he was watching me on social media. And he said, you know, man, I wish I had you as my accountant like 30 years ago, I would have saved so much money. And I said, ah, maybe, you know, I don't know. And he's like, no, I really think you did. So I looked at his last return that he filed in 2015, 2016. And sure enough, I said, man, I think you could have saved easily 30, just off the top, I think you could have saved 30,000 and that's without doing other stuff. And he's like, really? And he was in business for 30, 40 years. Yeah, and yeah. he was like, that's one point, it's $1 million. And he was like, he was like pretty shocked. He was like, wow. He's like, my account didn't do anything. I literally just walked in on a Monday. I got my return on Friday and I, I don't know. And it's, you don't learn this stuff in school. You know, like if you have a car and your car's engine is like rattling and then you go fix it, like, you, and you don't hear it, you're like, oh, the mechanic like clearly fixed it. But when you have an accountant that doesn't tell you or a strategist doesn't tell you anything, like you don't know. It's just like, ah, oh, there's numbers on the paper. I guess it's right. There's nothing visibly different. There's nothing audibly different. So you don't even, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So I try to speak to people in a, what I say, a fourth grade language. Yeah, yeah. And you work with them throughout the year, you strategize, okay, yep. these are the things that you should be spending money on. Mm -hmm. These are things that we, your budget, do help them with that. Not necessarily bookkeeping, but it's, yeah. you know, your strategy yep. in that sense. <laughs> What's like the common, like, 
I don't want to give away this. Yeah, you know, yeah no, to no, give no, away the secret sauce. Right. But what's like the one, one or two things that you see most people do mm-hmm. that are like simple things that they could probably just fit, not necessarily mm-hmm. fix, but maybe habits they need to change or something along that's on that line. I would say the biggest thing is making your personal expenses business. And I don't mean lying. That's not what I mean. But there's certain ways. Like if, for instance, if you have a home office, if you work at home, you you should be writing off a portion of your mortgage, your rent, your property taxes, right? You should be doing that because that's a personal expense that you are going to incur anyway. Mm -hmm. Another one that I love to do is hiring uh, family members, spouses, husbands, children, aunts, nieces, nephews. The reason I like that is um, you can do what's called income shifting. Now, if your kids legitimately work for you, it's not a sham job, but if they legitimately work inside your business, you know, whether that's cleaning your home office, whether that's, um, you know, setting up your camera, like I don't have kids, but if I do, they're going to be setting up this camera for me that I'm using. They're going to be setting up my screens every day. And that's my assistant. And I would pay them. So one way is I look at it, you're going to pay for your kids' lives anyways. You're going to set, you're going to pay for their little league, their travel, <laughs> their private school. You might as well just make it deductible. And, you know, you can write, you can pay your child up to what's the different. I think that without paying taxes, I think it's 12,950. So if you have three kids and I'm sure you're spending $30,000 a year on them, that's a $30,000 tax bill that you can just wipe out essentially. And the nice thing is they don't pay taxes on it either. So that's like a really nice one. And again, it doesn't have to, I mean, those are big numbers, but even if it's five, I mean, that's huge, you know, for some people that's, if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, that's a $5,000. That's a 5% discount. That's big. And that, the that's the biggest thing. thing is, yeah. Just turning those personal expenses into business ones. And I think recently I was mm-hmm. talking to a financial advisor in a different networking group. And they mentioned that if you're under, it's like 15 to 17, mm-hmm. there's like a minor R- IRA or Roth IRA or yep. something. Oh yeah. Yep. And it's like, I had no idea I could be employing 13 year olds and like oh, yeah. have you them can... up putting it, putting into like a, I but put, yeah. you can always hire them. But I always imagine like the, the lemonade stand, kid throwing hay bales in the back, but then oh, to no. put that into a IRA and yeah. Apple thing is. Oh yeah. You can so this is one I'll give it to the audience for free is that if you think about if you hire your child for 17 years, it's zero to 17 is what I think that's what you're talking about. You can start an IRA at any age, but the one you're talking about is that if you hired them from zero to 17 and you paid them $12,000 a year, what's the max in an IRA? I think it's like 6,000. You could do, there's other stuff, but we'll just go with six. it's about $6,000. So if you could put in $6,000 for 17 years, that's a hundred and to over a hundred thousand dollars. And if you literally just let that sit in a Roth from the age of 17 until they're 65, that will easily be tax-free by the way, will easily be $2 million just based on market return. Just, it, just put an index fund. Don't, you don't need to get crazy. Don't, don't day trade with it. Just literally put it in an index fund for 65 and they would have $2 million. And now what you've done is you've just set them up for retirement because now their first job, they don't have to save for retirement because they have it. Maybe instead of putting away 10% to a Roth or a or 401k, you use a down payment of your house. You have yeah. it to fund a business. There's just so many things that you can do. And I know it sounds like a large number. You don't have to put 12,000 every year. It could be three, it could be four, whatever you can afford. Could be one. And you can see how that stacks up incredibly fast. 
or two, if your kids are super saved, remember like, you know what, I want to also contribute and have twice the amount of return. You know, there's just so many things you can do that, like I said, turning a personal expense into a business expense. And, and, and I know a lot of people here like jobs, like you said, like, oh, I got to have them like throwing hay, you know, picking, picking yeah. stuff up. And I was like, no, no, that, no, don't do that. Don't put them in danger. That's ridiculous. Here's an easy one. If your child is 15 and they have their learner's permit, just have them drive you everywhere. Have them drive <laughs> you to work. I mean, it'd be, if you had an Uber, it'd be the same thing, right? They're going to need their hours anyway. So now your gas is deductible. You're paying them to drive you. Your insurance is deductible. Another really easy one. I have a client actually, they're a dog. They have a dog training business. They're actually going to be franchising fairly soon. So they're going to be growing. They have a, how old is their child? I think they're one, one and a half. And they were, I said, you know, you have a child. I said, have you ever thought about putting in the work? And they're like, well, you know, they're only one. So like, I don't really know what they could do. I said, well, I saw on your social media that they're like, they're in the, in the videos with your dogs. They're like, oh, I said, yeah, you could pay them a licensing fee or an imaging fee. You could just pay them as a child actor. They're like, I can do that. I said, yeah. I said, you have to have a job description of like what they're doing, but yeah. And they were like, you think I pay them $12,000? I said, start taking more pictures. They're like, yeah, I could do that. So that, but they're actually using it in their marketing material. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like things like that. You don't have to be like crazy or even the example I use, you know, they could be your assistant set like, Hey, Hey junior, can you open my computer for me? Yeah, I can dad. There you go. Like just, just little things like that. It doesn't have to be I think people make it complex and either other accountants are like, you have to have an accountable plan. You have to have a, it's like, okay, hold on. I know. Let's just, let's break it down for people. Let's not make it seem like this mountain. Mm-hmm. Like we want to like do those, like I said, with the picture, like, well, are, do you take pictures of your kids? Yeah, of course. Okay. Are they on your Facebook page for business? Yeah. Okay. Then they're advertising. And then like, now it's easy. It's like, oh yeah, I already, I guess I do that. Like I'm already doing it. You know, and they didn't even think about it. Yeah. There's just all these little things that I would say is, is think about how to make your business, how to make your personal business business. Like I call it your power five, your, your phone, your car, your travel, your meals, and your home. Every, every self-employed person should be writing those five things off. No, I'm going through it. <laughs> That's great <laughs> advice. Like I, like, yeah, I mean, you're like your computer that you use, right? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, I'm sure you check your phone for email, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. All of Here's that a, stuff. Do you have a, do you have an Apple watch? No. Do you have any type of watch that connects to your phone? No, no. I oh, try okay. to, I'm already connected enough. I mean, being in there the marketing space. Okay. Like, oh, that's true. Yeah. My life Love. is already so tied. Like you've seen me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, yeah. and all this stuff. And it's like, I'm already. Yeah, that's no. Elon might as well just put the Neuralink in me already. Fair, fair enough. I'm there. I'm, I'm an idiot. So I have an Apple watch and I, I, when I bought it, I wrote part of it off. Cause like, you know, I check my emails, I check my calls on here. So that would be one is like, now I'm not, now again, don't get egregious and do everything, but if you can connect a business reason to it, by all means do it. Yeah. So, and then I guess I'm doing that. Yeah. My, well, I'm thinking, and then I'm also like, I have a question I want to ask you, but I'm also trying to like retain this at the same no, time. No, it's okay. No, no, no. You have um, my information. You can always ask. But like when you're going through this, I can already tell like you're getting excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so like, what's the, what? like, I guess my last question before I let you go is yeah. what drives you to do this stuff? A lot of people, they say, you mentioned before, tax, their brain turns off. Mm-hmm. Accounting, brain turns off. You 
you just spat out so much information in such a short time there. And I could see the smile. Yeah. And creativity. If I put this on mute, I would have thought you were like an artist of some sort, like coming up with like a wow. creative design. Well, you were like, okay. you could tell you're doing this, but. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I would like to say it's like some altruistic thing. It was more so that like, I just kind of did it because I was good at it. And then my buddy said it, and then I got a good reaction out of him. And I was, you know, I'm like any shallow person when people smile and laugh at me, I like it. So I just started <laughs> doing more of it. I wish there was a more altruistic thing or, but now I just enjoy it. Cause um, I think I just like seeing like you, I could, you know, the reaction on your face, I think really just like changing people's minds. Cause I, it, when I first learned it and I had a like I said, I kind of fell into it. Now I'm like getting real deep into it and going down the rabbit hole and learning from the people who taught Robert Kiyosaki and or learn from him and all that like stuff. How, so, yeah. um, and I, like, if you think I'm good, like my mentor who names Carlton Dennis, that dude, he's a beast. Like he could run circles around me, but um, it was actually kind of cool. Cause last week he asked me something. He was like, like, can this type of person, can they have this entity? I said, and I was like, why are you asking me? Like, and I was like, yeah, that's true. You can't do it. He's like, oh, he's like, I wasn't sure. He's like, JT knows. And I was like, oh my God, like Carlton Dennis asked me a tax question. What? Like what? But, um, so yeah, sorry, back to it. Like, I just like doing it. You know, it's fun. Um, I wish I had a deeper meaning or deeper altruistic meaning. No, that is. But I, I just found out I was semi good at it. And I think I was telling you, like, I'm always waiting for the other shooter drop. I'm like, when is Ernst and Young going to like put me out of business? When is RSM, all these huge firms, like, when are they going to do it? And they, they don't like, I've, you know, I've worked in public accounting for 10 years and I, I've worked with 30 or 40 different partners. And I never remember anybody ever saying what I'm saying, like, and, I, and I'm not, or if they did, they, they didn't communicate it very well. And I, I just don't remember it. And we were talking about, I had a friend of mine who worked at a, you know, huge accounting firm yeah. and they said, Josh, don't, don't do that. We just, we do taxes. Don't, don't advise people. And, you know, and like I said, I'm not going to name where he worked, but everybody would know it if they heard it. Um, and I keep waiting for them and they're not, I'm not, I'm not trying to compete with them or anything. We're going after different people, but I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and it's working so far and my clients seem to be happy. So that's, that's all that matters. I think when you bring energy like that, it's contagious. Like, even if it comes down to accounting and tax strategy. Yeah, it, it is true. I um I have to get better at, uh, I was talking to Carlton and Kenny, his brother, who they work together. And I was like, man, I feel like I'm talking too fast. Like, I'm, they're like, no, like they said the same thing. Like, no, keep it. Like, that's BS. Like people say you want to talk slow. And they did the example. Like, can you imagine if I said, okay, guys, we're going to talk about K-1s. Make sure you hire your kids because you can save a lot of taxes. Like right. I'm saying the same thing you are, but it's not energetic. So <laughs> I guess I'm going to keep talking fast and talking high energy or higher energy. No, I love it though. Again, you just, you just don't see it. And so if anyone wanted to reach out to you, where's the best way that they can find you, get in contact with you? Yeah. I'm um, include all the information below, but okay, cool. They're listening. No, the best thing would be just, um, yeah, just Facebook. You can Facebook me, JT Pels. You Google me, I'm sure you'll find it there. I do have a website. I hardly check it, so don't do that. But feel free to drop me a message on Facebook and I will get, that's the, as dumb as it sounds, I am glued to that. So um, you will get in touch with me that way. Just, you know, bug me there, comment, like, all that stuff. That's the easiest way is through social media. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, JT. I really appreciate your time. And I love learning more and seeing the energy that you're bringing to tax strategy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, out there. Power five, everybody. Power five. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot, Andrew.